Fred the Alien Productions wishes to advise Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander audiences that this episode of a podcast called Fred may contain the names and or voices of persons who, at the time of listening, have died. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the greatest show, for this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. Hell yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Well, maybe not us, but a certain show that we're going to talk about in a second. Yeah. Cue the music. I don't know what we're yelling about. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Oh, Are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Conversation anyway. Hello, everybody. Hey. Hi. Hey. Welcome to the show. Hey. I'm a Kendall Richardson. I'm a Wayne Stellini. I'm a Fulia Cantarmaggio. This is a podcast called Fred. Yay. Woo. And Thanks. I still think it's the greatest show, Kendall's Oh, Kylie. that's very sweet. Yes. yes. I'm being humble. <laughs> I'm trying to be humble. Anyway, it's not working. Hello. Because hey. you know you're good. Oh. Yes. <laughs> yes. Stop it. Um, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Yeah, back again. Back mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wayne, yeah. uh, you've been away for a couple of weeks. I have. What's have, n- have you missed me? Well, we'll see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, nothing much. Um, relaxing, being happy, and being productive. So, working on a play mm, that nice. uh, Writer's Block Theatre, which is... Uh, the, the baby of myself and Philip Hunting. We finally got Yay. there. We made Yay. a baby. Yes. <laughs> and it's a production company. Yay. <laughs> so we're going to be poor <laughs> for the rest of our lives. Just like a real having a real kid. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And this one's, you know, uh, I can't wait for the teething problems on this one. Yes. Yeah. But no, we're going well. We're going well. So we have a play coming up in January. We have cast our leads, which is really exciting. Very exciting. I'm not allowed to say anything more about it, really, because Philip will kill me. That's fair. But, yeah, all I can say, it's a it's a two-man show, and we've cast two amazing men, two amazing humans Ooh. in this two-man show. Can't wait. Yeah, it's, I'm really excited because it's going to be tough. It's going to be challenging. Mm-hmm. I am absolutely terrified to be directing this show, which is why I can't wait to get my teeth into it. Yes, all about challenging oneself and and developing. And I think we've got a really good team together. So, yeah, like really focusing on that. And that'll be me pretty much until February. (laughs) That's all I will be talking about. I will be talking about it lovingly. I will be talking about it mournfully, <laughs> as I had uh, told the actors, because we're actually working with actors we've never worked with before. Yeah, so, cool. Yeah, so this is always great, you know, expanding your network, discovering new talents, and that's mm-hmm. also a great challenge as well. You don't take things for granted, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because it's the unpredictable and building trust and all of this and that. So I had said to the cast, though, I said, you know, our crew are here to absolutely serve you and make sure that you... Uh, you know, are, are safe and happy, healthy, comfortable, so you can deliver the best job that you can deliver. I go, I promise you, they will not have a day off until February because we do nothing but think and work and do all all about this play. Mm. And then I just added, however, we do not have any divas at Riders Block Theatre. I don't let it go to your head. <laughs> 
So, so don't come rocking up on show days and asking for a lot of stuff because you ain't getting it. <laughs> exactly. Entitled to one luxury item. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, look, really, it's just been focusing on that. That'll be my focus for ages. You know, work's been a bit slow. So I'm trying to create stories in my head in my downtime. Good. Um, and have, yes, yeah, thought about some exciting new plays for down the track. So Ooh, I'm still yeah. trying to workshop and brainstorm. And, um, you know, our beautiful friend, Philip Hunting, has been giving me some ideas. So Yay. hopefully we will see a Philip Hunting play. Wonderful. Sooner rather than later. Yay. Philip, I'm putting it out into the world, so you have to deliver, my friend. Yes. Yes, because <laughs> yes. yes, I'm really excited to see that. So, yeah, it's all about being creative at the moment. Mm, fantastic. Awesome. How about yourself, Ken? Me? Um, let's see. Uh, my week has been pretty busy. I have been nonstop... Um, uh, had something on every night this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been to the cinemas four times <laughs> this week. Good on you. Yes, uh, I've I know. Yeah, I've been very busy. Um, I saw Spider Man again. Yeah, which is great. It's Good. still playing. Yeah, it, well, I think it's just finishing now. Oh, okay. I managed to catch it at, at the end. Um, so that was really awesome to see again. Uh, and then I've been going to MIF. Uh, see a few films with the wonderful Christina. Yeah. Melbourne um, International Film Festival. Fil- yes, or? Melbourne International Film Festival. So I've got some... I'm going to try and keep them brief, quickie reviews later on, just because mm. there's three films and I just couldn't pick one dimension alone. I just want to give a shout out to all three. So that will be coming up later. Um, and yeah, and then working and, you know, going out drinking and having a good time <laughs> so it's it's been a it's been a fun week and i finished watching euphoria already so hey, awesome show. yeah awesome show i can't wait for season two holy cow it ends on kind of a cliffhanger where you're like oh god like where is it gonna go don't they all like all these What's different tv happen? shows no matter the genre they yeah, always end on a bloody cliffhanger that makes you want more yeah. No, I just, yeah. I fell in love with the world of that show, so I'm yeah. really keen to sink my teeth back in when, when it comes back eventually. Hopefully, anyway. I'm sure it will. It was very, very successful. The season finale was the most watched episode of anything on HBO. Oh, wow. Oh, nice. Yeah. Beating Game of Thrones. Wow. Yeah. More people watched it. Yeah, so yeah. awesome stuff. Check it out. Uh, Fulia, yes. what have you been up to the past week? So the past week, I've just been your general, been working at Channel 31. Went up to catch up with shenanigans at Shenanigans HQ. Um, you know, had piano lesson, did some gaming, finally finished. You finished it! Murdered Soul Suspect is done. I have solved the mystery. <laughs> did the butler do it? In the candlestick? In the candlestick. <laughs> <laughs> You're the candlestick. <laughs> yes, in the... In the anyway, I'm going to show yeah. up now. <laughs> Uh, I'll see yes. myself out. <laughs> so, Murder Soul Suspect, funnily enough, uh, 20 minutes into my stream, I finally finalized it. I'm like, oh, well, okay. Wow. This is awkward. <laughs> so, you were like so close to finishing the game when you. you yeah, pretty much. Like, I should have just kept going last week and just completely. Oh, you didn't know. Finish it off. But for some reason, my brain, because of the amount of demons I had to face in the. <laughs> In the last few weeks. It was so good. <laughs> I was just turning around You're thinking right. to myself, I'm like, yeah, I admit it. I've admitted it in the stream. It's fine. And <laughs> um, yeah, I just thought it was going to be, you know, one of those final battles where I have to face off against like multiple other freaking demons. Yeah. But then I find out it's literally just, you know, 
find out who it is and then try to stop them from killing another character. That's all it was. Nice. <laughs> but um, after that, I decided to just continue on with um, Cluedo because I was only 20 minutes in, as I yeah. said, and I was like, well, i got to do something. I can't just leave it at 20 minutes. Good so I just, yeah, continued with Cluedo. And did the butler do it? No, uh, it was the, in the candlestick. <laughs> <laughs> now I get you. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to make a... Yeah, Cluedo yeah. reference and it did backfire. That's fine. And now you actually ended up playing Cluedo. So yes, I did. I did. Fun. So um, <laughs> I ended up playing um, a couple of rounds to warm up versing the AIs. Mm-hmm. Then I decided to jump in online to see if I can Ooh. play against you know other people from around the world. Yeah. Cool. And for the first time, I actually got into a whole round of, I think it was like six, six of us, six or seven of us Cute. all playing. And I'm like... Wow, this is the first time I've been in a big, you know, group. Yeah. Uh, it's online. a lot more fun, yeah? Yeah, and yeah. You, you get less cards yeah, um, of course. to use, but it also means you also have uh, less chances of, you know, making the final accusation, which means you need to make sure that you get every little detail mm. and then for you to be able to win yeah. by the time it gets around to you. And you want to hope that the other people before you don't get it first, yeah. which is what happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, I've almost worked it out. And then someone worked it out. I'm like, damn it. Was it the butler? Uh, no, no. I think it was, if I remember correctly, it it was the, um, I think, oh, I could be wrong. It, it, I think it was the, the Duke. Yeah, okay. Because, you know, there is no butler in Cluedo. Yes. <laughs> oh, so I don't remember. I haven't played Cluedo in years. You know, the murder mysteries of the whodunits, it's always the butler who did it. <laughs> playing with the cliche. Yeah. Went over your heads, shame on you. <laughs> um, we're on a roll tonight, Kendall, you and I, aren't we? Yeah. You and me, we're on a roll. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I feel like you should just do all the talking for you. Yeah, I will. Anyway, uh, so my... So, after, yeah, so my weekend pretty much uh, started with a joint birthday... With my best friend and her best friend that came down from Perth, um, and we all went out for lunch at Lazy Mo's, mm. and we nice. were, we were all very full by the end of it. <laughs> well, that's what Lazy Mo's does. Yes, literally just stuffs you. Yep. Yeah. Big big portions. Big. Was Foodie Fuji posting? No, I don't, unfortunately, oh. I, I was going to say because I don't recall. Not, yeah. No, okay. she didn't. Um, I ended up going there um, on an empty stomach because I knew how big the portions were going to be. <laughs> Good call. And then I ended up eating way too much. <laughs> and mind you, look, even though Lazy Mo's is, you know, great for, it's a very family yeah. friendly environment. And the way that they serve their, you know, their meals, they're not exactly pretty. No. They're very rustic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But you're not paying necessarily for the aesthetics of it all. No, no. Yeah. But you know what? You're getting your, you're getting the bang for your buck. Yeah. So, uh, but that that day, I just was like, I'm just gonna eat this. But <laughs> I didn't even finish it. That's how much there was. Right. <laughs> um, and I ended up having a um, a chocolate, a, a, what they call deluxe milkshake mm-hmm. um, with added Milo, Ooh. and it tasted. Yum. Wow. As much as full as I was, I wanted to finish that bad boy. It was so good. <laughs> and let's face it, you sprinkle Milo on anything. Just oh, yeah. It, yeah? <laughs> nice. So good. Um, so happy birthday to Amy and Alex for that. Yes. Um, and then, <laughs> finally, to round off my weekend. <laughs> yes, with the greatest show. 
I went to see the man, the music. Um, the legend, the lovely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the man, the music, the show. Yes. Hugh Jackman. Yes. World Tour 2019. Yes. Give us a yes. moment while we all just swoon. Yes. <laughs> this was my first time seeing Hugh Jackman live on stage for anything. Yeah. Um, I've seen him in a lot of his films. Mm-hmm. And he did uh, end up... Uh, portraying some of those on stage, including Wolverine. No! <laughs> Don't tell me that. Oh, man. Towards the end, oh, especially. We were all hanging for it. Yeah. What did he do? What did he do? What did he, he, had, do? he used drumsticks in a tap dance routine because he was playing some drums as it was coming around. And... To, to finish it off as the music was ending, he pretty much did the, the, the Wolverine sort of... With the claws oh, type thing, with, yeah. with the one drumstick on each yeah. end, and, stuff. and then he, I think he, and then he turns around and he's like, "Let, let me, let me, let me see Ryan Reynolds do that." <laughs> <laughs> and then as soon as he goes back to take some water, he turns back around to the audience. He's like, "Don't tell him I said that." I'll, I'll, by the end of the show, I'll get like six hundred thousand tweets. He's <laughs> <laughs> oh, an incredible entertainer, isn't he? Oh and, my goodness! And a beautiful human being. It was yeah. so much fun. He opened the show with two, um, two of the best, in my opinion, songs from his film, The Greatest Showman. Mm-hmm. So he opened it up with The Greatest Show. Yes. And the second one was I don't know them by name, but I listen to them all the time. Yeah. But um, that was also from The Greatest Show. Which sec- how, how does it go? Ah. Dang it, I don't know. <laughs> you don't know or you don't want to see? Like, I've, I've, I've absorbed it all. Yeah. And I, I just I just took it all in. Yes. Was it, it the was one? Was it the, was it the one he sings with his wife in the movie? That was a little bit later on. Okay. Mm. The one with Zac Efron. No, 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 no. He didn't sing that one at all. Okay. Uh, unfortunately. It's, a, it's another upbeat one. Yeah. And, oh, uh, man, like... Honestly, I am having a mind blank right now. I can't think of I can't think of what it would be because. But anyway. But that's okay. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, it was awesome. It that's was the point. It was so much fun. Um, Kiela Settle was there. Yes. She sang her song. This is me. This is me from yes. the greatest show. Yes. Such a beautiful ballad. It's a oh great song. It's a power ballad. It's I a power. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Oh my god! Like, and hearing her sing it live. Mm was just even more fantastical. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I loved it. And then she sang a song from, from her upcoming album called Harder. And it was definite tearjerker because I cried. <laughs> and is it, was the song itself also called Harder? Was it like the title song? No, that's a, that's, 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 yeah, that's the title of the song. Oh, okay. Yeah. And she's named the album after it as well. No, 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 no. no. Oh, okay. The song's was... name is Harder. Okay, yes. Understand. And it's from her upcoming album. Her first album. Gorgeous. You? Yeah. Um, and she thanked Hugh Jackman and, and the show because if it wasn't, you know, for the, for the, of for the course. film, um, she wouldn't even get this part because Hugh Jackman turned around and said that there were actually other lead actresses that were going for her role of course. in the show. Mm. But then when they did the workshop, cause apparently this, this movie took a good eight to nine years. Oh yeah. It took a long to, time mm. to come to bring yeah. it together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the final workshop where they actually literally only wrote that, this is me song, like two days before they had to perform it in, wow. front, of, in wow. front of the producers. Wow. Um, they were like, 
let's get you know Kiala to sing it in front of them, but we're gonna have someone else. Yeah. Um, but just to visualize it. But then as soon as she sung it in front of them all, you can't then picture anyone the head, else. Yeah. The, I think the head the the head producer turned around, and just went straight up to us. Congratulations, you just got your, you, hey. got, you got your first. Yeah. Lead, I was gonna say, first, it's not for Hugh Jackman. It's because she, it's her. It's her talent. Yeah. Of course. And of her, course. Her, it her, is. And she was just amazing. And that. That song that she's, you know, sung from her album was also just beautiful. Um, and it's literally a song about, um, f- you know, for anybody who's trying to get through um, from dead, you know, from one moment to the next. And, you know, the fact that you might be having some tough times, but um, you'll be able to get through it again. Yes. So, and it was beautiful. Yes. Um, okay. And, and like I said, I cried. I'm gonna have to look for that song when it comes out. Yes. Yeah. She has such a beautiful voice. Oh as well. my goodness. Yes, yes, she does. Yes, she does. Um, yeah. And the whole show in itself, Hugh Jackman. Oh my goodness, such a humble man. Mm. Such a wonderful humble man. He, you know, he would sing, and then he would talk to the audience for a little bit, and then he would sing, then talk to the audience for a bit, and then. Um, he got someone, he brought out someone onto the stage from the oh. audience who was literally just in a Nike t-shirt and tracky decks. As you do. Yeah, to a shot. Side note. <laughs> now, look, I'm just somebody, I'm a t-shirt and jeans type of guy myself. But really, do we not dress up anymore? <laughs> <laughs> like trackies. Oh, come on, man. Yeah, you're, not, well, you're not going to the corner shop, my friend. That's that's okay, because <laughs> Hugh Jackman, he was playing the role of... Um, uh, what was his name from The Boy From Oz? Uh, uh, Peter Allen. Peter Allen. Allen. Yes. Yeah. He was playing the role of Peter Allen when he came out on stage for this particular mm. section. And he went up to the guy and started talking to him and brought him out. And he was like... You, you weren't dressed for coming to a show. You? <laughs> you weren't expecting to come here and you, you actually really wanted to be at the footy tonight. And then the guy was just like, yeah. <laughs> let's be honest. He called him out. Yeah, but let's be honest. You'd have to give that response when he puts that out yeah. to him. Yeah. You can't sort of you're, give it back. Whatever Q Jackman says, you're going to agree with. Yes. 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 Because so. he's there and he's probably touching you. Oh, yeah. God. He hugged uh, him. He kissed him. Kissed his wife. Oh, my God. I, I wish I was the wife. Uh. <laughs> But then, <laughs> but then he got him up to do the YMCA dance in uh, front of the whole audience. Yeah, so I would, then I would the, rest ma- of the, the rest of the audience did it too. So. Oh, I would have made an ass out of myself. Like, he, he, Jack- he really wasn't. Oh, like, Hugh Jackman just hugged me. What, what do you want to do? Whatever. Yeah, I yeah, I know, right? What's YMCA? <laughs> yeah. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, know. I forget the whole alphabet. Yeah, but I'll just yeah exactly. And H U <laughs> The only letters that matter. Yeah. yeah, and he did, yeah, so he did bits from um, songs from uh, Les Miserables, he mm. in Greatest Showman, um, in The Boy from Oz musical. Um, he did he even did he even sang songs and performed songs from shows he wasn't even in or films that he wasn't oh, even cool. in. Like he did a lot of the Fred Astaire stuff, like singing in the rain. Oh, he did a little a lot of jazz. He even he even showed off his tap dancing skills. Yeah, so good. <laughs> well, does anyone remember when he had um, hosted the Oscars? Yes, and yeah. he did an awesome opening yeah. number. It was fantastic. He it. showed so much skill and charm and charisma. Yeah, and the thing is, I remember that's when you know I think it was like the global financial crisis, so the Oscars was really downscaled and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And he did such a phenomenal he job. He did a great mm. job. So could you then imagine him? 
on a budget, <laughs> which is what you experienced, boy. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And so I just got a taste of everything that he's done in his life. Yeah. And it was wonderful. And I just, I loved it. Freaking 10 out of 10, 100 out of 100. <laughs> yes. Must see show if you get the chance. Amazing. 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 So good. Glad you enjoyed it. Yes. And I commend the crew for that. Oh. That whole production. It's just amazing. Like, I wouldn't know where to begin <laughs> yep. if I was working on that crew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Yes. That's so good. So that's been my week. Yeah. I ended it on a high. It's a huge high. Yes. It's a huge high. Well done, boy. <laughs> you were the zingers. Yeah. <laughs> that's as far as I'll go. <laughs> Thank God they for that. They go downhill from there. <laughs> Excellent. So with that, with that, shall we then check in the week that was in the nerdy news? Absolutely. This is the news in nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most s, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. Okay, alright, nerdy news time. Unfortunately, have to bring the mood down just a little bit, just a bit, uh, because we have to talk about a couple of great men that departed this earth this week, starting with uh, legendary actor Peter Fonda passed away at, at the age of 79. Um, he was most known, of course, for Easy Rider, um, which came out in 1969, and most recently, some Notable things he did, he was in the 310 to Yuma remake as well as the Nicolas Cage Ghost Rider uh, movie. Um, so, yeah, he was Jane Fonda's younger brother for anyone else who was wondering, and he's also the father of Bridget Fonda. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so big acting family. Um, very sad to hear of his loss this week. Uh, and then we also lost uh, Oscar winning animator Richard Williams who passed away at the age of 86. Um, he was most known for his work on the iconic film Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Mm. Uh, he was responsible for bringing Roger and Jessica Rabbit to the big screen. Uh, um, won two Oscars for that, yeah. um, which is pretty phenomenal. Yeah, and well-deserved, too. Well-deserved. He also worked on a lot of other animations over the years, including some titles in live-action films. Um, the original Casino Royale James Bond film from 1967. Um, he did the titles for that. Um, and one of the, or two, I should say, of the later Pink Panther movies with Peter Sellers, he did Return of the Pink Panther and The Pink Panther Strikes Again in 1975 and 76 respectively so uh he will be missed both of them will be missed thank you for your amazing work over the years absolutely mm. okay moving on to some more upbeat news this week although i say upbeat and then i'm about to talk about a couple of things that aren't happening or have been cancelled so that's fun um Doctor Doom, the Doctor Doom movie that was announced a couple of years back now uh, from Noah Hawley, who is the creator of the X-Men series Legion. Um, he has said this week that that is not going to be happening anymore by the looks of things after the uh, acquisition of Fox by Disney. Um, a lot of those yet-to-be-produced projects have kind of fallen by the wayside, including his 
um, Doctor Doom that he had written a script for and was going to direct. So, uh, but that's not to say down the line they may do a Doctor Doom film, but it just might not be his, unfortunately. So, mm. sad to hear that. Um, what is next? Some DC news. This is upsetting. Just as I was so excited to actually start watching the show, I found out now it's been cancelled. Um, Krypton, the uh, Superman universe spin-off series uh, on sci-fi has been cancelled, uh, unfortunately due to low ratings. Mm. Uh, they just aired their season two finale during the week. Um, and yeah, it didn't really rate very well, so they've decided to pull the plug, sadly. Was that just um, one season, Kendall? Two seasons. Two seasons, yeah. yeah so they had two seasons. Um, so yeah, if you, I mean, it sounded like it was really good. So it just seems like it was a case it wasn't pulling enough, uh, of a wide audience in mm. to keep it going. Um, and they had planned to do a spin-off starring the character Lobo, which a lot of fans were pretty keen for. Mm. Um, that is now no longer happening either. Yeah. So that's the way the dominoes fall. Yeah. Sad to see. Um, some Disney news. Um, Harry Styles has passed on the role of playing Prince Eric. That was reported a few weeks ago. The, we all got pretty excited. I mean, I thought it was a pretty good choice, but uh, he has said, no, he's not going to do that. Uh, so the role is now open and free for any dashing young <laughs> prince to step in. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Um, speaking of Disney, a new Disney Plus series has been announced that I'm very excited about, and I'm sure a lot of people are. Um, there's going to be a Love, Simon TV series, um, kind of spun out of the movie or sequelized series version mm. from the movie. Um, Nick Robinson, who played Simon in the film, is going to produce it as well as narrate the show. Um, a uh, young actor, Michael, I'm going to, I think it's Camino, I'd say. Camino mm-hmm. or Camino. Uh, I, I thought Camino. Camino. Fantastic. Has been cast as the lead Victor. Um, so it, the premise is basically that it's set in the same high school as the film. Um, Victor is going through some personal struggles and uh, no doubt questioning sexuality and all of that. Uh, those wonderful issues that Love, Simon tackled and he turns to Simon as a friend that can maybe help him through it. So um, that's going to be really exciting to see develop. Um, Speaking of TV series, this is a long-awaited announcement. We finally have a release date for The Crown, season three. Yes! Which is the 17th of November. It will be dropping on Netflix. Mm -hmm. This is the long-awaited third season. Um... Now with an all new cast, as we're 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 aging up, we're going through the years. Mm-hmm. Olivia Coleman is stepping into the shoes. Oh, oh my goodness! And it's she looks going good. going to be fantastic. That Helena Bonham teaser was amazing. I know. Sorry, oh. I, was, I was getting there. Sorry, I'm, I'm too excited. I'm, I'm, build, I'm building anticipation. Um, Helena Bonham Carter is Princess Margaret, um, and I've forgotten the name of the actor who's playing. Um, What's the name of uh, what's the name of the other prince? Philip. Philip, thank you. Yeah. Prince Philip, yes, but that's okay. Because um, no one cares. We all care about the ladies. <laughs> we do. Because they're, yeah, it's just, they released a bunch of photos this mm. week. They did, the, uh, an, uh, I think, a f- Entertainment Weekly f- spread photo shoot of them all in character. Yeah. Looking amazing. Even got to see some shots of um, an older Prince Charles. Yes. Uh, on a horse. Because um, an older Prince Charles now means that another woman is mm-hmm. entering season three. Yeah. 
who in real life is his current wife. Yes, Ooh. we're going to yes. get to see Camilla, aren't which, we? Yeah, which means that we know who will then appear in season four. Yes. 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 We know we're getting Diana. We know. We're yeah. getting Diana. It's going to be, that's going to be special. Yes. Um, but along with all these photos and the announcement of uh, the premiere date for season three, there was a brief 20 second teaser that Netflix released <laughs> that was just <laughs> chilling because it's just, it was just this one shot and just music kind of, just really intense and then and then Olivia Coleman steps into frame as Liz and she looks phenomenal mm-hmm. and just it's just like oh yes we've arrived yes this is this is so this has been very anticipated for a long time now ever since I mean I'm gonna be so sad to not see Claire Foy anymore yes. because amazing she's, she's been brilliant yes beyond brilliant but I'm really looking forward to seeing what uh, Olivia can do so I, the entire young cast have been absolutely phenomenal oh all yeah, of them definitely. phenomenal it, all yeah, of flawless them. yeah but you know what the thing is about Olivia Coleman is you hear that she's been cast you get excited you know it's gonna be brilliant they deliver that teaser and you go, I knew it. <laughs> but you're even more. And I'm done. I'm sold. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It did not like, yeah. Oh my goodness. And all she had to do was just, as Kendall said, step into frame. That's Look it. at us and that's it. That's yeah. all you need. I'm, yeah. like, I'm there. I'm with you. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sold. Um, cannot wait for mm. that. Counting down the days. And lastly, in the nerdy news, um, more casting announced for the upcoming Mortal Kombat live action uh, reboot. Mm-hmm. Um, we have had, let's see, where do I begin? Ludi Lin has been cast as Liu Kang. Um, Macad Brooks from Supergirl um, is going to be playing Jackson Jax Briggs. Um, Sissy Stringer is Melina. And uh, Tadanobu Asano will be playing Raiden. Uh, so some big names in terms of the characters. Um, Tadanobu Asano was in Thor movies as well. He was Hogan, one of the Warriors 3. So if mm. anyone's wondering where they may have seen him before. Um, but yeah, that's really, really cool. This movie's coming together. I just hope it's really good. Yeah, me too. Also kind of explains why McCad Brooks has decided not to be in Supergirl anymore. <laughs> He's doing Mortal Kombat. Yeah. <laughs> that cheeky bugger. Um, all right, that's the nerdy news, everybody. Uh, is there anything we want to touch on before we move on? Well, I know that we talked a lot about the crown, which is <laughs> yeah. fine. Which is uh, yeah, because it's worth the time. It is absolutely more than fine. And um, look, really sad to hear about Richard Williams and Peter Fonda, two great talents and significant to American cinema, mm-hmm. uh, which 100%. is there. I'm curious as to who um, will be cast as Prince Eric now. Yeah, and Harry Styles. I w- wasn't yeah. like you know. Um, in love with the idea of Harry Styles or didn't hate it. I didn't yeah. really have a strong opinion one way or the other, but I'm curious as to to who will be cast. Since yeah. It's already making waves. Boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with the Little Mermaid. But, oh, uh, yeah. So that's just more of a curiosity. Yeah. As well, well I, I, um, I hope they go with an unknown now. Yeah. Because we don't, the I've um I've already forgot I feel terrible. Then I've gotten the name of the actress. Yeah. So the up all the uproar that happened. Oh, Haley Berry. Yeah. Um, that's right. Because everyone's like it's Halle Berry. Yeah, exactly. It's Halle Berry. Um, yeah, she. Yeah, she. she I think is going to be amazing in the role, as mm. I've already said. But you know, Australian audiences especially don't know who she is. No, exactly. Um, so I'm. Yeah, mm. I think she's going to do great. So I think by the same token. Indeed, hire a male yeah. unknown. Well, Give someone a chance to shine. Yeah, and especially because these titles are enough. 
yeah. to sell the film. You don't need star power behind that. And I that's feel. that's it worked for Aladdin. Yeah, true. I mean, you know, I mean, yes, you had Will Smith as a genie, but the mm. rest of the cast were, you know, exactly. Which means you can have a big star as a supporter, yeah. supporting character and stuff because and, they're the more fun to play. Well, let's be I mean, Melissa McCarthy is yeah. supposed to be Ursula, so and that's enough. She can carry a film. I feel she can. Yeah, and I think the only other thing that sort of pointed out, I like the idea of a Love Simon series. Yeah, um, it's, it's an interesting angle they're going for, but isn't I think, it? Uh, it's great to have queer protagonists in a in a regular series. A hundred percent, yes. So yeah, uh, more of that. Like yeah, more representation, uh, more just normalising. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. People who are already in the mainstream. Exactly. Uh, let them feel and be in the mainstream. Yes. So, exactly. Yeah. Right. That that would that would be interesting. Uh, you know, if it's available here, I'd definitely have a bit of a squeeze. Cause yeah. I have strong opinions about Love Simon, the novel, and and the and the movie as yeah, well. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but supportive ones at the same same token. So yeah, I'd love love to see that. I think it's a it's a franchise that has legs. Yes. Yeah, I think yes. so too. I hope so. Yeah. Fully, anything you want to add or you're all good? No, I'm good. Fantastic. That it then? Yep. So. All right. Let's move on out of the nerdy news and roll on up to the trailer park. Yeehaw. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeehaw. All righty. Trailer park time. Mm-hmm. Look at all the tumbleweeds around us. <laughs> I don't think but, so, Kendall. But I was going to say, not not actual tumbleweed trailers, because there's some pretty good trailers. Yes. There's some luxurious trailers I wouldn't mind spending some time in. So if you um, ever thought, can Hollywood make a movie that doesn't involve people in Lycra saving the world? Yes, they can. Yeah. <laughs> yes, there are other genres out there, people. And these are... The, yeah, well, we'll get into them. But yes. Yes. Can be done. Yes. As, as as much as I support that statement, I also disagree with that statement. Because I'm so biased. I can't. <laughs> you biased? Ner- Never. Nerdy podcast, I can't stand by and let that statement go. But yes, I, you can. No. You chose not to. Yes. I know. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. Great. And our Still, first trailer. Anyway, it's okay. It's okay. Diversity, diversity, diversity. Yeah. First trailer. What is it, Fulia? It's uh, Little Women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we don't need another adaptation of this, but I feel like this is going to be a real good one. This is a good-looking trailer. Isn't it? It is also incredibly enticing. Yep. Now, I need to confess, I have never read Little Women. Neither have Neither I. I. I have, however, <clears throat> seen three film versions of Little Women. Yes. And they are all in the four to four and a half to five star range for me. Oh. I love this story. It's a great story. So the fact that there is another one, you're like, we don't need it. It's like, you know, do we ever need another Macbeth or Hamlet? No. No. But when you get it, you at least want it to be of quality. Yes. Little Women is by far one of the greatest stories I think ever penned. And I can say that without having read it because of how well it translates to screen. Yeah, yeah. And that says a lot. That does. You know, you can have all of these different um, interpretations and casting and so forth. But if you're getting consistently strong productions... It's because the characters are amazing. It's because the story is amazing. And the trailer shows that. It's fun. It's good looking. <clears throat> it's This is a handsomely produced film, I think. And I, th- I I was just engaged and smiling all the way through it. Yeah. You know, it's not like, you know, it's a, it's a joy a minute film. You know, it's got its ups and downs. It's portraying a, a family and so forth in mm. struggling circumstances. 
but you've got the protagonist Joe, who's so so such engaging. A, yeah, she's yeah. such a fire, you know, yeah. passionate woman. Absolutely, just headstrong and yes. and, and wonderful and independent. Yes. And she can be that with a male love interest. Mm. You know, uh, there's a, a recurring gag there about. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, about having a male love interest, and she's sort of experiencing that herself. But I, yeah, I love absolutely love this trailer. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be a phenomenal representation of I the original so, text. I think so too. Yeah. Um, I I love the fact that it's Greta Gerwig who is writing and directing this, uh, and that Saoirse Ronan is starring mm. and she's playing Joe because those two collaborated on Lady Bird. Right. Oh, um, I, have you seen Lady Bird? No. No. It is awesome. Yeah. And uh, Timothy Chalamet, who's in this as well, was in Lady Bird too. Yes. So it's he's in- a gorgeous actor. He's so talented. Yeah. It's insane. Mm. Insane how talented he is. Um, but it's really cool to see uh, the two of like Sersha and Greta working together again yeah. because they seem to have a a good relationship and a good understanding on what each of them want as artists. Yes. Um, and I'm here for that. And. <laughs> Also, Emma Watson is in this movie, yeah. and I'm I always love seeing her doing anything. I'll watch her do anything. Yeah, honestly. is she trying to put on an American accent? Well, see, this is set in America, so the film is based in America up just after the Civil War ends. Okay. So it's the what, like 1860s or 70s, something like that. Let's go with that. I think it's around. I think that's around the time the Civil mm. War ended. I think. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, she no. So she is supposed to be. They all are supposed to be sounding American, but they probably don't. Sound, they're not going to sound like modern American yeah. oh, because okay. it's 150 years ago. Right, right. So that might be why her accent sounds a little bit weird. But then there, were, and then I think there was a scene where she was putting on a, a British accent, so it sounded weird. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see it in the movie. But I think it's just jarring for us because we've seen her, you know, in so many go, British roles. Go yeah. or worse, expelled like 500. Years. <laughs> <laughs> we know how Liviosa, not Liviosa. <laughs> Yes. No. We know. True. We know how she sounds. So yeah. it's the same when I when you. Which I don't know. It's weird. I, actually, I, I was I was going to say it's the same, but no, it's different. When I hear Daniel Radcliffe do an American accent, he sounds completely different. Mm. But for some reason, when Emma Watson tries to do an American accent, it just it jars me. Mm. Yeah. It's so strange. And she's not bad at it. But no. Yeah. You just know it's not. You just right. know yeah. it's yeah. It's so yeah. It's weird. But yeah. um. But yeah. Fulia, what did you think of this trailer? Um, I've never read the book, nor have I seen any of the other film adaptations of it. Um, so for me, this is all very, very new. Um, definitely interested in it. The story looks very, very, um, very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Probably all I can really bring to the table at the moment. (laughs) That's all right. Fresh eyes will be good because I think for you'll absolutely adore it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and the cast that they've assembled I mean not just Saoirse and Emma Watson mm. but Meryl Streep oh my god and, and Laura Dern as well like, she hello. had some cracker lines in that trailer that was great For, because I'm rich yeah. <laughs> the reason why she's single yeah yes. oh man that was yeah put Meryl Streep in anything obviously yep. she'll, I agree. Kick, she'll kick ass <laughs> except Mamma Mia 3 <laughs> <laughs> Well, we don't want Mamma Mia 3. No, we don't. Well, we didn't want the first two. We didn't no. need it. <laughs> oh, anyway. Mamma Mia. When is Little Women coming out? Little Women, my guess for Australia will be Boxing Day because it comes out on Christmas Day in the US and Boxing Day in the UK. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, yeah. So I'd say probably here the same time. Cool. Hopefully. Maybe New Year's Day. I guess we'll find out. 
All right. What's the next trailer, Wayne? Dolomite is my name. Dolomite is my name. And Eddie Murphy, Murphy is back. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Not that he ever really went anywhere, but he kind of did, I guess. I don't know. Disappeared, and no one cared, and now everyone does. Everyone yeah. does. He's doing Coming to America, too, and now yes. he, he's everybody wants a piece of the pie. Oh, and I'm happy for it because this just felt... This is going to sound cheesy, but it felt like coming home because I just, I grew up watching Eddie Murphy. Yeah, yeah exactly. We all did. Yeah. You know, and not just his stand up, but it, like everything on SNL and then all his movies, you know, we, we love that. We love him and what he does. And he's so good at comedy. Yeah. So it's so nice to see him coming back and doing a comedy. Um, and it looks like he's having a lot of fun with it. Oh my gosh. And the aesthetic of this thing mm. is great. Black exploitation vibes going on. I'm there. Yeah. I, I know you're there. Yeah. I'm absolutely there. Yeah. I do have to say, so this is based on true story. I was going to say, is it, it is, isn't it? However, I've not heard of this man. No, neither have I. And I feel a little ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, like the, when, you know, they're the seeing things in, in this film, you go, yes, these are very typical exploitation tropes such as mm. the kung fu yeah. the over-exaggerated sex and violence mm. the, the oh hello the fashion yes uh, you Gorgeous know where when they're referring to, to, to shaft and all of these yeah. different things yeah like i understand all of these things because i love this genre this is a, an individual i've not heard about and i was tempted straight after the trailer to actually google him but I think I want to go in this film fresh. Yeah, I, I want to know absolutely nothing about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then research afterwards. Um, if he is anything like the way that um, Eddie Murphy is portraying him, I look forward to learning about him and actually seeing yeah. his, the, the real person's film. So I'm, I'm quite excited by this. This one was ticking a lot of boxes for me mm-hmm. uh, mm. as a film lover and as a genre lover as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, Murphy had to just turn around at the very end and give us oh, a smile at the camera. Yeah. Had us in hysterics. That, his <laughs> smile, the way he smiles like that, yes. just it just makes you laugh. But you know what, Kendall? Well, that smile at the end of the frame, at the end of the trailer did... I had similar sentiments to you. When he did that, I was like, I'm home. Yeah. Like you did. Because yeah. like, I'm familiar territory now. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm in a very happy place. Uh, yeah. yeah. It was just, it was such a nice feeling just to see that. Yeah. I think that was part of the reason why I reacted so positively <laughs> to it. Yeah. It's like a lot of fun. Look, yeah. It shows a lot. It does yeah. show a lot. Uh, but, but, but it was fun. I, yeah. I won't fault it at yeah. all. Yeah. yeah. Fully, yeah. what did you reckon? Oh, man. It's been a long time since I've seen Mr. Murphy on mm-hmm. the screen. I am so looking forward to this. Yeah. Um, I'm like you, Wayne. I have no idea about the character. Mm. Um, so this will be really interesting to find out what this person's all about. Yeah. Um, my gosh, the cast. You know, it's not just Eddie Murphy. No. It's, it's Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. It's Keegan-Michael Key. Yeah. It's um, Mike West, Epps. Mike Epps. Wesley, Wesley Snipes. Snipes. Yeah. Craig Robinson. Oh, my goodness. There's an epic cast in this. My gosh. So this is going to be awesome. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be <laughs> a lot of fun. And it's comedy, so it's up my alley. Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Yes, good. Oh, yes, great. A happy place. Sold. Yep. Very yep. happy. We're all going to be checking this out. Unfortunately, there isn't an exact release date as of yet, but it's a Netflix movie, so it will be widely available around the world to those who have a Netflix subscription. Yes. Yeah. I sense that it's getting a cinema release first, though, isn't it? I feel. I look, at, I, if they want any kind of maybe Oscar attention. I mean, yeah. comedies don't really get that, unfortunately, no. but I mean... 
well, costume design alone, they could get a nomination. Yeah, so. true. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, maybe it will. But I could have... probably snaz a, a Golden Globe at least. Well, yeah, musical comedy category. Yeah, it could happen. Yeah. Um, we will see. But uh, yeah, it's going to be out at least before the end of the year on Netflix. So do it. Keep an eye out. <laughs> do it. Yeah. Watching it. Let's do it. Add Let's it, do this. I'm, add it I'm, to our list. I am absolutely all for this one. <laughs> absolutely, Same. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. All right, we have one last trailer to talk about this week, um, and it is for a charming rom-com uh, called Last Christmas. Mm. I really liked this trailer. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to really like this movie, I can tell already. Yep. Um, although, and I, this is, it's a weird double-edged sword because they put the whole movie in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which sucks, but on the, at the same time, it's a rom-com. You know what's going to happen. Of mm. course. You know, you can't really... It's not about It's not about the journey. It's about how you get there. Yeah. If you know what I mean. I know that sounds like a weird thing to say, but like it's what, it's what they're going to do with it that's going to make you love this movie or hate this movie. Yeah. I think yeah. it's going to make or break it. Plus, you've got two incredibly attractive... And wonderful, <laughs> wonderfully charming leads in Henry Golding and Amelia Clark. Um, and yeah, I don't know who I want to marry out of the both of them. Um, can we have both? Can we have both? <laughs> <laughs> it's 2019, is that a thing? Yeah. Um, but no, I don't know. And Emma Thompson's in it as well. Uh, and it just, yeah, I don't know. It looks like it's going to be a is nice she, film. Is, is Emma Thompson's character supposed to be a foreign I, accent? Yeah, I think so. It oh my like goodness. She was so, Russian or something. Yeah, yeah it's so funny. She's putting on broken English with a <laughs> soviet uh, ish accent. I love that woman. She's great. Yeah. She's so awesome. Let her do an accent. I don't care. Um, yeah, but no. Otherwise, I think you know, I think it's going to be a really good movie, a really nice rom com, yeah. and you know, featuring the songs of George Michael. I'm there. Always yeah. a good thing. Always a good thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very very awesome. Yeah. What, what did you guys think of this trailer? Look, it, you're right. It's a rom com. It's set at Christmas time. We, we know. Yeah. We know. We know, what's we know what we're getting. So. Mm-hmm. For that reason, it actually really bothered me that they showed so much. Yeah, fair enough. Like, it was overkill. It was. I feel like I don't need to watch the movie. Yeah. I feel like I will, but it's definitely, like, just a DVD movie for me. Yeah, Uh, But I just, I mean, and also it was interesting, the tonal shift in this one. It started off very sort of, like, sweet and funny and then had this dramatic tone and then you had the, the, the protagonist redemption and... Yeah, it yeah, they just, put the whole movie in that, the trailer. It was, yeah, yeah. I, that, it's disappointing because they didn't need to. Because, no. as you said, yeah. we know what to expect, and can we have some mystery to it? Yeah. <laughs> like just, just a little bit. So probably we won't be revisiting this trailer or any you know subsequent trailers. So there might no, be we some, probably don't need to. No. Yeah, there'll be some surprises hopefully. Hopefully, uh, yeah. But just, the trailer did not impress me that much. But the cast looked fantastic. Yes, I, I, yeah, I, I think the story will have some charm in there. Yes, yeah. I think so. Yes, I agree wholeheartedly with both of you, but I am still going to watch it regardless because <laughs> <laughs> comedy is my thing and I, I love a good chick flick. So Yeah, <laughs> chick, flicks are, chick flicks are great, if I can yes. speak. Chick flicks are great. Yes. Yes. Amazing. 
Awesome. awesome. So uh, don't have an Australian release date for last Christmas just yet, but it will be out in the US on the 8th of November and the UK on the 15th of November. Yeah. yeah. So not even in December. Yeah, which is interesting. Hey? Interesting choice for a Christmas movie, but yeah. that's well, all right. Some some Christmas movies do come out like the month before, which kind of makes to sense. To lead it into the yeah, season, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, pretty much. Because, I, I mean, after Christmas, like, you know, as soon as you hit Boxing Day, you don't want to watch a Christmas movie. No, no. you want to you, you eat hot cross buns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, one of the supermarkets in Australia has decided they'll be doing those all year round now. Oh, no. Yes, you all haven't heard the news? I haven't heard that, but I'm yeah. happy about it. Because Coles I are doing buns. them all year round. I like oh. hot cross buns, but I like the fact that it's a seasonal thing. Yeah. I like, prefer it as a seasonal. You get excited over yeah, them. Yeah, treat. Something to look forward to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> oh, well, we'll see how that works out. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, food tangent. <laughs> Food tangent, it love it. It was worth it. It was worth it. <laughs> it's fine. All right, it's trailer park time. It was trailer park time. We, we're go- going to- out. We're, we're going, going out. out. Going out of trailer park. I'm not even that tired anymore. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Clearly, my brain is just fried. Mm. Yep. Okay. So what are we moving on to now? What are we moving on to? Well, you know, if I could find the right words, I might just tell you. Um, <laughs> we're doing some quickie reviews. <laughs> <laughs> Quickie review. Okay, quickie reviews. Mm-hmm. I have been very, very, very busy. Yes, so you have gone to the Melbourne International Film Festival. Yes. And you have seen a few movies. I have. What's the first one, Kendall? What's the first one? <laughs> <laughs> well, Fulia, um, I'm glad you asked. I'll field this one. Um, so the first movie is uh, the new Ben Wheatley film called Happy New Year, Colin Burstead. Uh, really good film. Didn't know what to expect because I didn't. I went in with knowing like barely anything about it and what kind of movie it was going to be. Um, it was very very funny. Uh, kind of a dark comedy, black comedy almost mm. because it's basically this family's get gotten together um, at ha- for Happy New Year uh, in in England. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, the family's a bit dysfunctional and then one of the sisters go goes ahead and invites uh the black sheep of the family who people don't really get along with and dramas ensue um and it gets pretty tense but it's shot so interestingly um and like the way it it's a lot of quick cuts back and forth between because it's all it's all a dialogue driven film Mm. um so it's all cut like You'll have a one conversation going on between two people, and then you'll cut away to another conversation going between. And but you you won't pour like hold on one for longer than ten seconds. Wow! Okay. wow. And it'll just go back and forth like that. Mm. And it, but it flows really well, um, and it's a very well paced film. So I really really enjoyed it, and the acting was awesome. It was yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. So I would probably give it four out of five. Nice. Cool. I think. Yes, Happy New Year, Colin Burstead. Um, the other two films that I saw, I'm happy to say, were both Australian productions. Yeah, um, Got to support your local. Um, and the first of those was the new Jennifer Kent film. She's the director of The Babadook, mm. uh, which made waves a few years ago. Um, this is called The Nightingale. And it's <coughs> set in the 1800s. Australia and Tasmania when it was called Van Diemen's Land. Oh, okay. Um, so when it was like a prison colony. 
Yeah. 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 Um, and it, so the Nightingale refers to the, the, the lead actress, the lead character. She's, um, she is a, an Irish convict. Mm-hmm. Her and her husband and their newborn baby are, are basically being held as prisoners or they're, they're working for these uh, officers like of the British Army. Um, who aren't very nice people. No, um, a lot weren't back in convict oh, days. Man. Yeah, Man. Uh, so some very, very bad things happen. And uh, she ends up on a path for revenge against Ooh. these men uh, yeah. in the in the Taswegian wilderness. <laughs> and uh, and it it's also, it's so confronting in a way of like just shining a light on, um, you know, the the entire problem with the way the British handled the Aborigines mm-hmm. back then. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, because they were obviously racism was very rampant mm. back then. Uh, it was completely awful. These people were not treated like people. And and they sh- this movie doesn't hold back from showing you that. So it's very confronting, um, but yeah. there's a couple of very talented Aboriginal actors in this film that did stunning performances because, of course, our heroine needs uh, a guide through the bush or she will die, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, because they're trekking from I don't, wherever they they were. The, 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 these military had this. They were set. They set up camp in this little village or whatever. They have to get to Launceston, right? Or as they pronounce in the film, Launceston. Oh, was that like its original name? I, I, I would imagine be. so. Yeah, the, the, that's the British pronunciation, maybe, but yeah. or the original name. So they have to go up north to there, mm. um, and so yeah, they need and even the army men need need a, an Aboriginal guide, of course, yeah, to get to to be able to track through yeah. because they're the only ones that know the lay of the land. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's yeah, it's brutal. There is some violence in there, um, and mm. it's not. I was. Ex- Expecting a horror film a little bit just because it's Jennifer Kent and it's and the poster of the film is really cool because it's her, the, the the Irish woman's face with this crow coming across. That's right, I've seen that. And it's, it's beautiful. Gorgeous. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful poster. It really is. It's very striking. So I, I thought it would kind of be like that, but it, it was just mostly very unsettling film. Yeah. Um, a, thr- a very revenge thriller set, yeah, set in the 1800s. And yeah, it was, yeah, but it was brilliant. It was brilliant. Um, four out of five. Wow. Yes. It sounds really interesting, Ken. Just to pick up on what you had mentioned about, uh, you know, representation of Indigenous Australians mm. and the brutality. Mm. It's not pleasant. It's not fun to watch. No. But it is so important. It is. I know. And it, I. Yeah. it needs... It really yeah. needs to be... Like, if they could show this film in high schools, yeah. it would be so important to just reinforce yes. what you know, the indigenous people went through yes, and how awful the yeah. British. And I don't want to sound holier than now, but mm. like I watched, I walked out of that movie. I'm like, I hate my skin color. Yeah. Which is unfortunate because, yeah. you know, that doesn't obviously help anybody or anything. No, it doesn't fix anything no. or anything, but I just like, you know, it's guilt by association, I guess. Yeah. Even though I, I have mixed English and Irish roots. Yeah. Ironically. Um, but well, yeah, and, and I think it's 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 important though because really not since Rabbit Proof Fence, like that was the one that, that was a great that film. This is the film that really started the conversation. Yeah, and a film that I was thinking about when you were talking about some of the plot points here was Rolf Here's the Tracker. 
Oh, is that, is that good? I, I, I've is, seen it on the shelf at work. It is an absolutely phenomenal okay. film. Yeah. And there is a lot of brutality, okay. uh, it, you know, throughout it because yeah. it's, it's, it's how... It's, Astra- ac- it's accurate. It's how uh, the first white Australians rolled. Yeah. The violence, however, is depicted in paintings. Oh, wow. So just as a moment of violence is about to occur, mm-hmm. we cut to a painting of the violent act, and then we cut back to the aftermath of that. Oh, that's incredible. It is an amazing technique of oh. having a still painting with some audio and then cut back because you're getting a representation, but then you are also relying heavily on your imagination. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of stories involving the mistreatment of indigenous Australians, Mm -hmm. it is one of the most skillful uh, and clever and engrossing ones put together. So just talking about some of the the things that you were mentioning there about using a tracker and so forth, the tracker is with David Goldpool. Like just hello. David Goldpool is fantastic. Absolutely outstanding. Um, He's one of the best Aussie actors. Okay. Yeah. So just, but yeah, I, um, I highly recommend that, man, if, okay. especially by the sounds of this. Yeah. Uh, well, sort of, um, you know, interaction between white Australia, black Australia. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's one, not to, not to ruin the Nightingale at all, but there's this one scene in the film where um, the, uh, the Aboriginal and the, um, the Irish woman bond over their mutual hatred for the English <laughs> and it's gorgeous yeah because let's face it the Irishman d- doesn't want to be there no she you doesn't know, she wasn't there by choice no uh, the indigenous person doesn't want her there either mm. but wants the British guys even less mm. yeah, yeah it's and this is why I think Australian history is so fascinating yeah you know we like to call it young it's one of the oldest in the world mm. but we do call it young yeah. <laughs> uh, based on what we know of it yeah. in, in terms of the modern context mm. but you've got a lot of group of humans who were thrown together mm-hmm. <laughs> and not by choice no and we're still trying to work it out yeah yeah i know it's insane yeah and just quickly before i move on i should mention uh sam claflin mm-hmm. british actor who's who was in hunger games most notably yeah and me, me before you yeah um he plays uh one of the most loathsome cinema villains i've mm. seen in a long time in this film yeah. He's a piece of work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man, and a talented actor. Yeah. So yeah, nice ch- check out the Nightingale. Yeah. What um, else did you watch? And the last film I saw uh, was uh, shot in Melbourne, mm. um, and it's called Angel of Mine. Uh, it's Kim Farrant's new film. Um, she directed, I think it was Stranger Land with Nicole Kidman and Joseph Fiennes. Okay. Um, a couple of years back now. But so this film was starring uh, Numi Rapace and uh, Yvonne Strahovski from Handmaid's Tale. I know, I know. <laughs> she is amazing. Isn't she great? She is so amazing. She's so talented. She is incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Powerhouse. Um, and she's really good in this too. Oh, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. yeah it does not surprise no, me. No, no. The women in this film steal the show. Yeah. And they're supported by Luke Evans and Richard Roxburgh. Nice. So good, good cast. Absolutely. Strong um, support. Yes. Very strong support. Um, but um, yeah, it's a fantastic movie. Uh about a, a woman who's you know grieving heavily over the loss of her child mm. um and you know meets this uh, other young girl who who is Yvonne Strahovski's daughter and she thinks that this girl is actually her daughter 
Oh, okay. So it's Numero Pace kind of in stalker mode a little bit. Okay. So there's a sinisterness to to her portrayal and to her performance, and she's clearly unstable. And there's talks of her. She's been in a mental facility before, and and it goes into that. But it's yeah, it was the music, the soundtrack was so eerie, um, and really added perfectly to the whole atmosphere of the movie yeah um yeah but it was it, overall really really good and i there was a good twist um at the end of the film that i didn't really see coming until it hit me and i was like oh wow okay shit they're the best time <laughs> they're doing that that's great yeah so uh yeah fantastic thing and cool cool as well it's actually this week was the world premiere of angel of mine okay um so it played on Wednesday night at the forum and then I saw it Thursday night at Hoyts in Melbourne Central and Kim Farron herself was there. Oh wow. Um, yeah. Her and the producers one of the producers, Sue Armstrong, um, came in and talked to the crowd because mm-hmm. it was a sold out showing. Yeah. Um, and uh, they introduced the film and how excited they were and they expressed the deepest sympathies from the cast that wished to be there but are all in different parts of the world <laughs> currently filming mm. movies because yeah. they're very busy people. Um, but um, that was cool. And then, yeah, I, I couldn't stay afterwards, but they did a Q&A as well. So, oh, wow. Yeah, really cool. Lovely. Really cool to see the fem- filmmakers, uh, you know, coming to, to show appreciation and yeah. all of that. And they were very, they seemed very uh, humbled by all of us being there and thanking thanked us for supporting Australian cinema and all of that. Absolutely. So it was lovely. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so Angel of Mine, I'd probably give a four out of five as well. Nice. So you've had a good run. I had a good run. Yeah. Along with The Dead Don't Die, I saw four fantastic films at MIFF this year. So Love it. very happy. Nice. Happy girl. Yay. Yay. All right. So... Now. That, those are my uh, definitely not so quick quickie reviews. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. More than fine. That was great, Kendall. Oh, thank. Yes. It's how we roll. It's an oxymoron. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, What'd you call me? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that means we are now at the moment, the time, the segment, the section you've all been waiting for. <laughs> it's time for. <laughs> yeah it is <laughs> excellent you heard it folks it's popcorn culture time time to discuss our main discussion topic for the yeah. week mm-hmm. um, which was what's your favourite Leonardo DiCaprio movie and why, why? yes With once upon a time in Hollywood finally coming out Finally yes. coming out here We're in Australia. We're all excited to see this. Cannot wait to see it. Haven't had time yet, obviously. No, same. But uh, yeah, I'm dying to. But we wanted to celebrate it by talking all things Leo this week. Because yeah. he's one of our generation's finest actors. I agree. It goes without saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of those actors that actually lives up to the hype. 100%. Yeah. Yes. yes. And then some. Delivers every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, who would like to go first with their gut reaction? I'll go first. Yay, fully up. Okay, so my favorite Leonardo DiCaprio movie, um, which may not be foremost, is Inception. Cool. I absolutely love that film. Um, I've watched it so many times. <laughs> I, I have to admit, though, the first time that I saw the movie, I was quite confused. 
Yeah. Um, because there are so many different layers to this film. Yeah. Um, but after watching it a couple more times afterwards, I realized what it, what was going on. Mm-hmm. You know, dream within a dream within a dream. Um and the you know his performance in in this was just phenomenal because he's he's he's, he's grieving for the loss of his wife who yeah. who committed suicide pretty much yeah but she didn't realize she was doing that because she wasn't really all there no unfortunately because of the experimentations they were doing together yeah that she was losing her mind a bit wasn't pretty she? much she, yeah. she didn't know what reality was and what, what was the was dream, the dream. Anymore, yeah. so she was kind of confused with it and sort of they both melded together mm. um and so in that instance you know it's just so heartbreaking to see you know Cobb just see you know watching that flashback yeah and be and you can just see the the you know the shock well, it's, in his face yeah it's so heart-wrenching as he's trying to piece it together over the course of the film mm. like the little bits that nolan gives you of of her story yeah. over the film you're like wondering what's going on and exactly and then yeah he's so devastated and it's, yeah. yeah, and Ariadne, Ariadne was the one that had, mm. had figured it all out because she knew from the beginning it seemed a little yeah. sus yeah. for him to not share things. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially when they were designing the potential dreams that they were going to be intercepting. Yeah, exactly. It, so, was, it was becoming dangerous. Exactly. And it was becoming also very lethal. Yes. <laughs> Um, which is very interesting. And overall, that film, just the way that it's been shot, the cast, the rest of the cast did a great job as well. Yes. And, yeah, it's just, I think it's one of my favourite Leo films. Mm. Yeah. Nice. That's a good pick. Mm. Nice one. What about you, Wayne? Well, clearly it's Critters 3 from 1991. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to Say, because part of me knowing your love for horror it wasn't surprised and bad horror at that settle down, yeah, settle down. <laughs> what is your favorite leo movie you know i thought really hard about this one if mm-hmm. i because he is so fantastic mm. so you just kind of go okay do i love the film as a whole or is it just because i love him in it is do yeah. i love his role yeah so I'm going to be really selfish and rattle on a few titles. That's fine. I mean, if I have to think about overall movie going experience, um, the narrative and so forth, I'm probably going to be predictable and say Titanic. Yeah. Just in terms of the whole grandeur of it. Yeah. Um, I love his chemistry with Kate Winslet because I'm a huge Kate Winslet fan. Yeah. As well as 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 Leo and that cast is fantastic. It's mm. you know an incredibly you know cliched predictable story. Who cares? It does what it sets out yeah. to do. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. great popcorn entertainment. It's an overall experience. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I love some of his ro- like roles that he's done. And as a side note, I do actually enjoy Critters 3 and think it's the best Critters movie out of them, oh. to be perfectly honest. Because Leo's in it. Uh, look, it doesn't hurt. It was his first film that it he was, had made. It was, not it? Yeah. yeah um, and it's actually quite... It's, it's a lot more interesting and fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, Critters 4 is shit house, don't bother. <laughs> he's not in it anyway. But if I'm just even going through his filmography, uh, mm. I loved him in What's Eating Gilbert Grape. 
absolutely I still amazing. need to watch that. It's a great film. Yeah. And that's me having studied it as a year 12 text. Oh. Yeah, so it was the movie that I studied in, in year 12. And even that has not killed it for me. <laughs> yeah. Wow, yeah. that's a mark he, of a good film. Yeah, then. he is absolutely gorgeous in it. Um, there was also The Basketball Diaries, which is a movie he had made. Yeah, I've um, heard good things about that, that one is too. a really gorgeous performance. And he you know, plays a character who is trying to fight a, a, a drug addiction. Mm. There's, you know how some actors just have moments? They've got scenes that you just go, this kind of is one of those ones that defines your career. He's got one of those in The Basketball Diaries. Mm. And it's a, it's a heartbreaking story where he's on one side of this door and his mother is on the other side of the door. And I believe it's changed. I haven't seen the film in ages, so I hope I'm not butchering it. And he's kind of just begging her to open the door. And she refuses to because she knows it's best for him. That she doesn't open the door. Mm. Yeah, because it's, it's all linked to his addiction. And it's gorgeous. Like, it's a beautiful role. Yeah. It's a really intriguing wow. film as well. He brought Romeo to life. Romeo and Juliet. Absolutely amazing yeah. Yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. I particularly loved him in The Aviator. Yeah. As Howard Hughes. Yeah. It's one of... That's also up there, actually, as one of my favorite Leo films. Nice. Like, really, really good. And I'll just finish it off with Revolutionary Road. Okay. If anyone's ever seen that. I haven't seen it, but it's, I mean, I know it got a lot of buzz because it was Kate and Leah back together again. Yes. But I did, I've heard mixed reviews about it. I really love it because Mm -hmm. it's set back in the day. Mm. And in this film, Leo and Kate's characters are are married Mm. and they're just trying to work out what to do with themselves, essentially, like, because they're not really all that happy. Okay. He, I think, he wants to, I don't think it's to be creative, but he wants to take some time away from work to sort himself out. I think could even be to follow a bit of a creative career. And she is happy and is really willing to work. And he's encouraging this. And of course, this is back in the day when you don't do that. Mm. The man works, the woman stays at home. But they're really encouraging each other to follow this path because it's going to work for them. And they're even saying, well, we'll do it overseas. Like, we'll do it in Europe. It's more acceptable there than it is here in the States. Yeah. Everyone around them is discouraging them and frowning upon them for wanting to do this because, again, you don't do it. And complications arise because she discovers that she's pregnant, which kind of puts a bump in the road, so to speak. Um, It is such a beautiful character study of the time of the period and they are just absolutely phenomenal um based on that synopsis you know it does not end well for anybody no so it's such an incredible movie and it's one of his great roles as well nice. so i yeah again i'm absolutely spoiled for choice with leo DiCaprio yeah. movies. don't make me pick one no. <laughs> <laughs> refuse to and i will watch him in absolutely anything yeah. well that's true yeah i don't blame you how about yourself Kendall? um well if we were picking performances, I would say Wolf of Wall Street, mm-hmm. just because I thought he was beyond phenomenal yeah. uh, in that role. Like, just insane. Like, mm-hmm. this, just the scene where he's, where the with the car, you know, where he's high and he's like, he thinks he's nailed it. And then you, it, it takes you back and you find <laughs> out that he was crawling the whole time yeah. on the ground and could barely move. Oh my gosh. That, 
is brilliant. And it's, I mean, it's Scorsese and it's DiCaprio. Yes. Like, hello. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be perfect. You're um, in safe hands at Scorsese. Yeah. Always. <laughs> Always. Um, but if I'm picking my favorite Leo film, I'm going to be cliched and very biased because, hey, I'm biased. We've already said that. Um, I'm going with Titanic mm. because I grew up watching that movie. Um, and I've seen it like... 20 times mm-hmm. probably at least like I adore it um it's, and it sucks because it's so sad mm. like Romeo and Juliet is fucking sad but Titanic is just next level for me I I I last time I watched it I tried to make myself not cry couldn't do it mm. that ending it's literally it's not even the fact that oh, spoilers <laughs> everyone knows Jack dies it's not Leo's character dies. It you know it's not that. It's it's the it's the scene where you know the end of the film where she goes where she where, she returns to the the ship where and she's he, died and goes to heaven and everybody's there yeah. and then he's on the st- he's can't. waiting for her, yeah. I can't. It is such a beautiful moment. But it's so beautiful. Like it's sad. It's so sad. But it is so happy because yeah. they're reunited. They're reunited in, in the, the afterlife. afterlife. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It is. It's absolutely oh, it gets, gorgeous. It gets yeah. me every single time. But um, yeah, yeah, Titanic is just a brilliant piece of filmmaking. Like James Cameron, of course, just mm. did a phenomenal job with it, telling that story. Even though you know, Kate, uh, Kate Win- Winslet's character Rose and you know Jack Dawson, they mm. don't exist. No. They, you know, they could be any any like there could have been a love story like that on the Titanic. Who knows? Why not? We probably don't know. But um, yeah, such a really good retelling of such a tragic event that ha- actually happened, um, and Leo's performance in the film is wonderful. I just I haven't seen anything really before anything he did before Romeo and Juliet. I haven't seen so mm. I haven't seen Gilbert Grape or Basketball Diaries. Or no, anything. neither have I. And I really want to though. But um, I just just from seeing Romeo and Juliet and Titanic, just to say he's at that young age, he was already that talented. Yeah, it's like he peaked then. And he's never, it hasn't dropped. It's continued. Like yeah. consistent perfection in yeah. his performances. And it just, for someone so young, and especially for someone who was on the cover of every teen magazine in the yeah. 90s. Like my, when I first, I used to collect t- TV hits magazines. Didn't we all? Didn't we all? Uh, and my first like three I had all had Leo on the yeah. front. Like it was Leo mania in the late nineties. Oh, absolutely. Uh, understandably. But like for someone who's, a, who was considered to be that kind of teen idol and dreamy, good looking leading man was giving these larger than life performances on mm. screen. It's just, he was going against the grain and doing what he wanted and it and it but it worked yet he could still keep that image of the boy next door in a way and he maintained a level head yeah he did not screw up his career never, and he never let that he, no. he never got an ego about he never put on airs and this is how we how, and this is why he's still going strong it's, yeah again good good upbringing and to be honest like Kindle as early as Curtis right you can see talent yeah you know it's 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 not a great film by any means. Look, it's it's a part three of a, of a questionable horror franchise to yes. begin with. That doesn't mean you don't have talented people in there. Yeah, no. You know, and he's okay. just a kid in that film. Yeah. Like, literally just a kid in that, and he's and absolutely he's, amazing. And, and still, he was great. great. Why not? So it's Leo, come on. Yeah, you know, he's good. You, you, can see, you can see it. Even people who are still a bit raw and a bit green because they are starting out, you can see the actor they will become. Yeah. It's always fun watching big stars that you know now in their early work. Oh, yeah. Because you will even acknowledge that they're not that great in their yeah. early days. So, yeah, for but sure. But you can see something. Yeah. You can go, I know why you made it. You yeah. can see it. Mm. Um, and Leo's one of those 
those people and That's definitely so check out Gilbert Grape. Yeah. I, I really want to. I really yeah. want yeah. to. Yeah. Oh, another one that I just thought thought of was um, The Great Gatsby. Yeah. That was actually a really great Old film. Sport. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of is, I feel like that was a polarizing adaptation, but I think Baz Luhrmann doing anything can polarize yeah. people. Yeah, this is true. I have to agree. I enjoyed that too. Um, yeah, and it, was, I, it was really good. It's one of the better adaptations. I'm not a huge fan of the Robert Redford Mia Farrow one that everyone says oh. is the definitive version oh, of it. Okay. Yeah, I've seen three film versions of The Great Gatsby, yep. and I have to say the... Um, Baz Luhrmann one? Yeah, Baz, Baz Luhrmann one is fantastic. The black and white one from... I can't remember, but it's black and white. And, Shall- like, and Shelley Winters is in it too. Amazing. Uh, it was it's actually like really four- good. 30s or 40s or something? Could be 40s. 40s. Yeah. yeah. yeah um, is really good. Yeah. But I have to say the Redford one. Uh, Not great. Okay. No, I just felt a bit dull. Ah, yeah. That sucks. So, uh, yeah. So I agree with you, Fleur. But yeah, 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 it's a good one. I, yeah. yeah, it's definitely a good one because as soon as I finished watching it, I went and read the book. Yeah. And the I book's was, great too. Yeah. It? It's literally like, it, it pretty much. Paints the same picture as what the book yeah. had without the music. Oh, yeah. Without the, <laughs> the modern music. But oh my god, oh my goodness! Like the music in the Great Gatsby, <laughs> and just uh, Leo is like Leo's played that character so well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I loved it. But you know what? A, what an ending though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh boy. Yes. Um, awesome. Well, that's our uh, gut reaction. Yes. Uh, which means now it's time to go into your answers. Yeah, it is. And you did not disappoint. And no, you guys delivered again. Thank you so much. Um, Wayne, start us off. Who have we got? We've got our mate, Stephen Garstone. Hey, Stephen. Hey, Stephen. And he says, catch me if you can. It kept me engaged and on the edge of my seat the whole time. Yeah, I need to rewatch this because I've still only seen it once. I've never seen it. Oh, it's I've really good. Seen. I've seen it once. I've got it on DVD. It's actually really good. Yeah. Spielberg, Hanks, DiCaprio. Yep. Hello. Yep. Like, come on. Yeah. 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 So, but yeah, so it's a bit of a thrill ride, it sounds like. Yes, yes. So it's pretty much, um, so Leo's character is a con man. Yes, Frank Abagnale Jr. Yes. Yes. And Tom. Real, real life. Yeah. Yes. Real con man. And Tom Hanks is a detective. FBI agent. FBI agent. He's trying to catch Catch him. him. Yeah. But every time he gets close, Frank slips away. Yes, exactly. Uh, And he's, he's, uh, yeah, still. Like, this came out in, like, the early 2000s, so Leo was still in his, you know, uh, you know, uh, teen heartthrob kind of phase, like, the end of yes. it. Yes. Um, because he still looks pretty youthful yeah. in it. Um, and, but, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. He has a lot of fun with the role. He's very cheeky, mm. very sneaky uh, as Frank in this, and very charming as well. I think um, there was a point where it got a bit intense towards the end. It, towards the end, it gets when, it does get when, intense. Yeah. When the detective was getting, like, this close, like, so close to catching him. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he still manages to slip away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's a really well-made film. Yes. Definitely worth checking out. I love I, I love the way that they've cut it together. Yeah. It's... it's mm, really unique mm. in its in its way like okay. it's been edited and yeah it's just the f- overall film is just amazing mm. yeah nice awesome thank you Stephen thanks Stephen mm. and our next response comes from Emily Wallace 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 Vo maybe I don't know Wallace Wallace VO. Oh, hold on, Emily Wallace VO. So maybe voice voiceover. Maybe. Hey Emily. Hey Emily. <laughs> Leave it at that. Now that we butchered your name. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
Um, she says this new movie is Leonardo DiCaprio's best performance ever. So I would choose Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, Titanic, or Catch Me If You Can. Mm. So she's already seen the new movie. Yeah. Um, that's it's getting pretty good reviews. Yeah. I hear, which is not a surprise. Yeah, I mean, look, Tarantino, I'm there. Yeah. Just automatically. Yeah, yeah, it's a given. And throw in the cast that he's got here. Oh, man. Yeah. Just take my money already. I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, what am I doing here? Why am I watching it now? Like, let's, right. what are yeah. we doing? And we that up? was a pop Yeah, we, yeah. We're, we're, we're <laughs> see you next week. Yeah. Bye. We're going to the movies now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't wait to go watch that. Yeah, it's going to be. I mean, it's a long movie, but mm. do you ever feel it's it nearly, with Tarantino movies? Well, yeah, I mean, Hateful, Hateful Eight had an in, intermission. Yeah, so, old school. Yeah. Good shit. Fully is shaking her head. Like, it was oh. actually played on TV a couple of nights ago. Oh, <laughs> My really? dad was watching it. Oh, okay. Yes. So on TV, did it go for like 12 hours? Probably. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Epi- episodes. <laughs> started, yeah. started at like, what, 8.30, 9.30 and then finished at like midnight or yeah. something like that. Wow. So, holy moly. Like, bit- I, I sat through that movie at an outdoor cinema. Oh. So you can imagine that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Attitude much? <laughs> I don't know, like... For some reason, I just I can't get myself really invested in watching Tarantino films. That doesn't surprise me about you. That's not a dig. Yeah, just yeah. knowing the style of movies that you enjoy. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me about you. And so, in, likewise, you know Kendall and myself, it shouldn't surprise you how much we love Tarantino. No, yeah, no I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, but look, g- great options. We can't wait to see uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Titanic and Catch course. Me if you can we've, yes. we, we've discussed so Emily we're with you yep yeah. good choices thanks Absolutely. Emily thank you so much Kendall alright so some Facebook responses now starting with Ash Hall hey Ash Ashley nice to have you back hey Ash so happy excellent what do you have to say well he has to say what's eating Gilbert Grape uh, now I know this is technically a Johnny Depp movie but it would be but would it be in any way the same without Leary's performance? Definitely not. 10 out of 10 would smash. I mean, recommend. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And that wasn't me fumbling over my words. That's what he wrote. So yes. Just knowing my, my speech tonight, need to clarify. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. Uh, again. Yeah. What's eating good great? Right? I need to watch this movie. Yeah. So uh, one of the things that's quite engaging about Leo's performance is that his character has... Um, a disability yeah, like yeah I've heard that disability yeah. and he just is so sensitive in the approach about it we've got a bit of a dysfunctional family here and Juliette Lewis plays the outsider so our right, eyes right and um, she's just a beautiful worldly type of person yeah she even says I'm a worldly kind of girl gosh see, that's me going back to year 12 <laughs> like learning <laughs> quotes and things like that yeah it's it's a gorgeous movie actually yeah, yeah. and Johnny Depp's good in it too Oh yeah, unsurprisingly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He he plays Gilbert Grape. Yes. And he's yeah, yeah pretty phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's it's an all round yeah. I don't know if it's like you wouldn't necessarily call it a feel good movie by any means, uh, but it's, there's a sweetness to it and there's a tragedy to it as well. Mm, but okay. yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah, I agree with you, Ash. Excellent. Yes. Good choice, Ash. Thank you. Our mate Kirsten Shanahan Kirsten! said, I love Leo. Can't fault him. It's got to be Martin Scorsese's brilliant 2013 film, The Wolf of Wall Street. Nice. Based on a true story, Leo plays Jordan Belfort. The writing, the acting, the story, the editing, the character development. It all flows. And Leo is the perfect storyteller, telling the tale through Jordan's eyes. I'm very excited to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. 
Awesome response, we, Kirsten. We agree with you, Kirsten. Yeah, we do. Yeah. That yeah, that movie is fantastic. And I just to go on, back onto Leo's performance mm. in that um, I maintain the only reason he didn't win that year is because McConaughey did uh, Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah. Like if that movie hadn't have been there, he would have had the Oscar yeah. that year. For sure. Um, but it's a really, really good film. I really like the, the all the fourth wall breaks in it and mm -hmm. the, you know, the, the narration at the camera and, and everything and just... And then even seeing someone like Jonah Hill in just such a weird yeah. role, completely different to any, anything else he's done. And um, and it was Margot Robbie's breakthrough performance. So, yeah. and you know, now look at her now. Absolutely. In a Tarantino movie with Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. and Brad Pitt. <laughs> Why not? Like, you know, and she was on Neighbours, people. My goodness. Absolutely. It's awesome. Um, but yeah, yeah. Good answer. Great yeah. pick. Thank you, Kirsten. Thanks, Thank Kirsten. You. Our next response comes from Bethany Griffiths. Bethany. And she says, Titanic, the end scene where he sees Rose again, A plus acting. Now, I need to clarify. Does she mean the end and like what I talked about? Or does she mean the end when, you know, Rose decides she wants back on the ship as it's sinking and they reunite and he's all like, why did you do that, Rose? Why? I assumed it was the heaven scene. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Because I need to rewatch that last scene because I don't remember it. Oh yeah, well, because well, I was gonna say because like there's not much he doesn't really do much acting in that last scene because she walks up the stairs, he smiles, turns puts around, his hand yeah, out, and, they're and, they, and they kiss. True, but I mean that is acting. It's still um, acting because he looks genuinely. Yeah, and I think it's also the fact is that we as an audience are okay. Because we yeah. are traumatized by uh, his death. Yeah. We see that because of of him, Rose has lived a life. Oh, you know, yeah. When we too. look at that picture yeah. frame and she's and she's on a horse, side saddle. We know that's big. Not side saddle. Because one, one leg each side. One leg each side. That's I right. Know. Because he tells her no side saddle stuff. Every time. That's 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 him. Every time the camera passes that that photo, I instantly smile. You gosh, I'm yeah, because like, you're like, yeah, exactly. Oh, she did it, and just you know, <laughs> and it all begins with him teaching her how to spit. Yeah, yeah. Because Cal feels that spit, and he wouldn't have copped it without oh, Jack Dawson so teaching good. Rose how to do it. Yeah. So yeah, it all it all comes together. And I have to say, the first few times that I watched Titanic, I didn't particularly think that rose had died at the end i thought it was just Me a bit of a, no. a bit of a dream i thought it was just a, like oh, love, she's, she's having a dream and she's just because she's just relived the whole yeah she's so she's lovely to think of him yeah uh but yeah but we can sort of tell by the way it, it's shot if you look sort of yeah. closely enough she yeah goes to a titanic heaven i suppose yeah, yeah. yes so which is uh, again it's a lovely sentiment that everyone is reunited there because they shared this experience yes yes uh, so true. yeah like i i get where bethany's coming from there's a lot of feels so yeah but to just even piggyback on what you had said kendall that bit where she decides mm. you know she you know gets off that lifeboat and says no nah, not, I jump, you jump, remember? Yeah, I'm not leaving without you. Absolutely. And Cal just does everything to try to get her, but no. Oh, <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah. It's so great. And Billy Zane, got to give it up to him. Oh, my gosh. Like, I love that man. He's yes. so great in everything else. He's so good at being, like, a, he's a really good leading man as well. But I think so, too. As a villain, holy shit. Yeah, which we discovered all the way back in Dead Calm, if anyone's seen that. <gasps> Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen it, but I know yeah. I know Dead Calm. Yeah, yes, movie Nicole that launched Kidman. movie that launched Nicole Kidman. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, mm -hmm. and he's incredible in that. Yeah, he's okay. on the I'm too. Have to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I have to watch it. Great choice, man. Excellent. 
Good choice, Bethany. Thank you so much. Um, Alita Wyatt. Hey, Alita. Hey, Alita. Um, she says, ooh, hard question. I love them all. I'd have to say Romeo and Juliet, though, as it gives me all the feels. Not sure if that's a legitimate reason. <laughs> More than a legitimate oh, reason. Oh, that's a legitimate reason. 100%. It's what good movies and good acting does. Exactly. Yeah. Fulia, have you seen The Romeo and Juliet? Uh, back when I was in year 10 as part of my to study curriculum. It. So did it make you hate it or under or understand it? Um, well, I don't really remember much of it. Like, okay. I know the story, obviously, yeah. because I had to read the play. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but uh, the film... I, I, I'm they, I'm pretty sure they played it out uh, with the Shakespearean yeah the Shakespearean English. language yeah. with you know modern context right yeah, yeah. modern context it's exactly yeah. what Baz had done with Great Gatsby essentially yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah no I, I remember the film um, it was definitely a great film I think back then being a teenager I was just all over the Leo of course the Leo train of you're only human holy crap he's hot yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yes Romeo and Juliet. It's a good yes. good pick. I wanted to mention, if we're talking about other actors in that film, Harold Perrineau's Mercutio in that film. Yes. Praise. Yeah. Like, what a, a box on all your houses. Like, that oh. whole monologue he gives is fucking amazing. Yeah. So good. It's probably my favorite part of the whole film. So when he dies, it's so sad. Yeah. It's like, you were so cool. And can I give a shout out to John Leguizamo? Oh, yes. I love, love, love. Yes. He's also so very... So much. He's, yeah. he's a very underrated actor, yeah. I believe. You know, I actually saw Tangent, but it's a film Tangent, so... Slightly related. So I can do it. It's fine. Because it's movies and that's yes. how we roll here. Um, I first saw and fell in love with John Leguizamo in an independent movie called Hanging with the Homeboys mm. that I saw. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've tried to source this movie to revisit it. Cannot find it anywhere. And it's a, it's essentially just four friends, a night on the town, essentially. And his role in it was like the sensitive one. Yeah. <laughs> who, mm. who like questions everything he does because of the starving children in Africa, like that type of person. Oh, right. Yeah, who has like Western society killed. <laughs> and this movie was like done in the 90s, like early wow. 90s. Yeah. So it was before Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Um, and I've just loved him ever since. Oh, and good. of course, his portrayal of Sid the Sloth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely for the win. Yes, yes, absolutely. So yeah, um, John Leguizamo is amazing. You're right. The supporting cast is fantastic. In Romeo and Claire Danes as well. Just yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Um, excellent. Thank you, Alita. Thank you. So if we move on to James Hibble. James, hello. Hey, James. So he says Wolf of Wall Street. It's self-explanatory. Leo's performance is fantastic, and I watch that movie at least once a year. Nice. Yeah. That's a good one to revisit yearly. Yeah. I haven't mm. watched it in a long time, though. Mm. I really, I think I, I think I need to now. You need to get onto it. We've been talking yeah, about yeah. it. So yeah. many of these movies, I need to just, I, I, I well... A, watch for the first time, or B, I really just want to rewatch yeah. now. I think it's time for a Leo-a-thon, hey? Yeah. Yes. DiCaprio-thon. Yeah. Instead of a decathlon, it's a DiCaprio-thon. <laughs> DiCaprio. <laughs> well played. Yes. Nice. Well played. We've got one more response, Excellent. though. Yes. Our last response comes from Kerry Hughes. Hey. And she says, what's eating Gilbert Grape, true acting talent that went into that role? Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Yeah. Reiteration. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the main theme of, of these responses is that we all need to revisit or watch for the first time What's Eating Gilbert Grape, yes. Wolf 
of Wall Street and Catch Me If You Can. Yes, yes. they're the three. <laughs> they're, the, they're the top three they're Leo the films, it seems. top three, for sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some great picks from yeah. everyone. Thank you to every single one of you guys for responding. Yay. Snaps. We really appreciate you. Thank yeah. you for your support. What are we chatting um, about next week, Kendall? Well, next week, we are going to get a bit weird... Because that's fine. Because um, well, we are weird. Because we are weird. We're freaks. Weird. Stay weird, people. Absolutely. Um, we're going to be talking about movies that, you know, don't make you feel too good while you're watching them. What movie made you feel the most uncomfortable? Yeah. <laughs> and were, why? Were you reflecting on how much you paid to see? No. Um, <laughs> No. I'm just prompting in case our listeners need some help. You're prompting a, uh, a response out of me, Wayne. <laughs> Here we go. And I don't like it. I just wonder, like, you know, when you're watching a film for the fourth time with extended added scenes that don't need to be there to begin with, and you're taking time away from an amazing holiday to sit in this little, you know, black box for 12 hours, do you just question, was it worth it? Um, yes, it was. <laughs> because A, it was my sixth time, thank you very much. And B, I was in fucking San Francisco. I'll do whatever I feel like. Thank you. And I just went to Pride, so mm. <laughs> a pox on your house. <laughs> pox Sick. on both our <laughs> Going down, I'm taking you with me. <laughs> That's how this podcast is going to end. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Just end subtly and fully. was like, hello. 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 Hey, Marlo. Hello. Miss Pommel Horse. This. <laughs> this would be the most uncomfortable movie for me. Oh, my God. It's the greatest name for a sports teacher yeah. ever. <laughs> Sorry for that. It's a Simpsons reference. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Oh right over my head. So we've 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 expressed an example of how to make someone uncomfortable. <laughs> yep. Uh, if, well, that, if that gives you any, you know, indication. inspiration, in, indication. Um, yes. <laughs> what what movie made you most uncomfortable and why? Hashtag tell Fred people so we can find your answers. Yeah. And, yep. And we Were you holding your bladder for three hours? Just, just a question. It could be physical pain. <laughs> See, it could be, it could be an emotional pain. <laughs> it could be a mental pain. <laughs> <laughs> just any kind of uncomfortableness that yes. you experience. Maybe it was yes. a financial burden. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I bear no financial burdens. <laughs> Disney gets their money from me because they earn it. Well, they just need it. They're struggling. Oh, they're just struggling oh. so much. Oh. Yeah, they just Kendall. Like, you're a martyr, man. They just <laughs> they 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 now have like I don't know four films this year that have passed a billion dollars. Give me some money. I think they're fine. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with Fred? Yeah. <laughs> What's up with Fred? Yeah. Hey. Well, we're um, obviously stating that we are all financially broke. <laughs> yes. So give us your money. Yeah. Um, no. 
No, uh, this week, Fully and I will be coming together to film a little collectible chaos. Hey! Can't wait for yes. that. Are we allowed to know yes, the topic? Yes, because it's August, so of course it's Michael Jackson. Yep, man. My man. Yeah. We're celebrating him. It's his birthday on the 29th, so this yep. month's topic is about him, but I will not reveal Ooh. what the list is just Can't yet. wait. I yes. so, so can't wait. Yay! Yes. Amazing. Um, nothing else really going on for me. There, uh, the monthly question has gone up, is live on social media. It's a great question. It's an too. awesome question as well. Favorite Harry Potter characters, guys. Get yes. on it, people. Get, Get on it. On it. Even if they weren't in the movies, we want to know. Yeah. Yep. Such a huge franchise. A lot of characters to pick oh. from. Yeah, exactly. Even Fantastic Beasts. Go yeah. nuts. Yeah. Whatever you like. Good call. Um, good, good call. Um, who else has some exciting things to share, Fred Wise? Yeah, so Fred Watch podcast coming up. So this month in August. Yeah. We've got two. Yay! Two episodes. Yeah, so uh, next Thursday, we're doing The Wizard of Oz because this month it celebrated its 80th anniversary. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. So Philip, yeah, Philip and I came together to watch this movie. It's one of my all-time favorite movies, and I think it's one of the greatest American movies ever made. It is up there. Yeah, and so Phil hadn't seen it for a really long time, so it was interesting getting his perspective on it. So we've had a bit of a fun discussion there. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, last Thursday of the month, the entire Fred Watch team, plus some uh, guests that yes. aren't with us normally, uh, we come together to watch one of the worst American movies ever made. Yes. <laughs> Finally, our review of The Room. Yes. Yay. It's it, coming. Yes. Brace it, yourself. Ready <laughs> your spoons. Absolutely. It's, yeah, Fred Watch's first craptacular special. Yes. I can't wait. Yes. And so, you know, look, it's an atrocious movie. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, in, in, in the spirit of atrocious movies, uh, you'll still get my MCU reviews every Monday. Oh. Until the end of the year. So that's why we had to throw... We had to throw The Wizard of Oz there to lighten up atrocious all So what was... um, (laughs) So what was today's... MCU film that you had to review this week. Yes, yeah, so we've done the Incredible Hulk. Hey, yes. yes. So the Incredible Hulk, and so next week it'll be Iron Man Two. Iron Man Two, yes, mm-hmm. yes. And I'll be writing up my Thor review because I saw that today. Ah, yes. Cool. Can't wait to read that. Absolutely. It's so exciting. Yeah. So it's all about Fred. Watch from myself. Great. Yeah. Well, yeah, what are you doing, my dear? Uh, well, I'll be finalizing my Fred. Watch review of the Ice Age. Finally. Yay. <laughs> Um, I, apologies for it being very late. I've just been very busy myself. Um, yeah, as we said, collectible chaos filming. Um, I will be trying to find a, another game to start up this week in Incompetent Gamers. I still don't know what it is yet. Friday the 13th. There no. was a really good list I suggested. No. Yeah. Kendall did. You did a great list. I know, right? Yeah. She doesn't want my help. Are you hearing this? I don't um, know why. Uh, for those of you who have not already realized, I really do not enjoy horror games. And the only reason why I went through Motor Soul Suspect is because of the crime-solving aspect of it, because it was a puzzle game. Um... It was low-key horror themes Look, for me. <laughs> that I was able to handle Fulia. to a point. Fulia. Friday the 13th is not a horror franchise. It is oh, a really? lovely tribute mm. to the relationship between a boy and his mother. That's, uh-huh. sh- that's true. It is about honouring one's mother. Mm. What? That Going is- around and killing innocent people. Well, they're not so innocent, to be honest, really. No, they no. all sin, didn't they? They do. They are yeah. sinners, yes. I don't sinners. like someone going around killing people. 
regardless of whether they've sinned or not. <laughs> and it's not something that I would endorse. <laughs> Or play in the form of a video game. Okay. So what you're telling me... No is horror! Gonna... <laughs> That's the disclaimer from my highlight over the weekend. Yes. Fu- uh, Foolish Fuji does not like horror-themed games. <laughs> I reckon she'll be playing Friday the 13th soon. No! Yeah, 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 I think so. Yep, you planted the seeds. Yeah. It's going to happen. She's going to go the... home, she's going to think about it, she's nope. going to wake up nope. going, I think so. I'm going to play that game. I know. I mean, there's a wonderful scene where the little girl... Um, Nancy wakes up in part six and she just sees Jason staring over her. That could be you tonight. Nope. <laughs> I don't why, want you, why you could wake up dead tomorrow. <laughs> I don't want that image in my head. Thank you. And I don't see why you chase all wrong. Anyway. At the moment, that's it for my week. And maybe and maybe Fred Career at this stage. <laughs> okay, fantastic. Oh boy, um, <laughs> I think that's it. That's it. Yeah, fantastic. Excellent. Uh, I guess that, that was, was a podcast called Fred. Fred. Time for the Fred plugs. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for future podcasts from Fred the Alien. Follow us on our SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. For Fred the Alien merchandise, go to our website, fredthealienproductions.com, and follow the link to our Redbubble, where you can get apparel, home decor, bags, and stationery. With our own unique Fred the Alien designs by our talented team, Unibums, incompetent gamers, our live stage shows, and more. Yeah. That was the Fred plug. That was the Fred plug. I've been a Kendall Richardson. I've been a Wayne Salini. I've been a Fulia Cantarmaggio. And, and you've, you've just, just experienced, experienced a podcast called Fred. Episode 80. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In the books. Hello yep. there. Done. Done. We're in the can. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. Remember to eat beef. Yes. Yeah, go for it. Eat, eat your beef. Eat your beef. Get your beef injection. Get and, your old beef on. And get all the chocolate down too. Oh, oh yeah. absolutely. Like and, now, and, and now hot cross buns. <laughs> all year hot round. Hot cross buns. Hot cross buns. Absolutely. Keep it seasonal. <laughs> <laughs> Only for Easter. Grapple <laughs> monkey dishwasher. <laughs> now you've just gone too far. Grapple yeah. uh, <laughs> monkey dishwasher. <laughs> yes. Get out. No. We're striking. <laughs> Good thing we're at the end of the episode because end scene. scene.